This is the FBCG Live podcast with Pastor John K. Jenkins, Sr. Today's message is entitled, Praying When Life Seems Hopeless. We must pray from a position of worship and willingness to carry out the assignment God has called us to do. Wherever you're joining us from, we pray this message encourages and empowers you in your daily walk with God. Last week was Mother's Day, so my wife led a discussion with some mothers and did and daughters about mothering. But the week before that, I, I, I began what, what uh, I wasn't sure if I was going to make it a series, but I am going to make it a series, talking about Jonah. I talked about Jonah, and we took a look at Jonah, and Jonah found himself in a posture or a position of disobeying God. He, he rebelled against God, and Jonah found himself, unfortunately, taking a trip to the wrong place. That was the title of the message, a trip to the wrong place. And we can call that part one of this series on Jonah. I'm going to talk about Jonah today in the next couple of weeks. I want to talk about him. He went to the wrong place, the wrong location, the wrong direction is what he did. And some of you today have been walking in the wrong place, wrong direction, hanging out with the wrong people. Remember I talked uh, a couple of weeks ago that sometimes you got to kick some people out of your life. You got to let some folk go. Uh, so Jonah ends up, here they are, he's on board a ship headed in the wrong direction. God gave him instructions to go to one place. He, he decided to go in the opposite direction of where God told him to go. And he ends up bringing trouble in everybody else's life. He brings trouble to everybody on board this ship, this, this boat, this ship on its way to where it's going. Because he has disobeyed God. When you disobey God, you not only impact your life, you impact the life of other people around you. And so he had impacted all of these other people's lives and they made a they made a choice to do what Jonah wouldn't do they kicked him off the boat he he didn't have the courage to get off the boat himself so they they picked him up and they threw him overboard they tried to wait they tried not to do it they tried to they threw it they they took economic loss they threw everything else off they threw cargo off stuff that they would have made money off of they threw it off thinking that it would solve the problem but it didn't solve the problem in fact, things got worse. So finally, they, they recognized, they cast lots, and the lot fell on Jonah. They said, we recognize you're the problem. You're the reason that we have this issue. And they threw him overboard. And I talked a couple weeks ago about the fact that you need to throw some people out of your life. Amen. So he throws, they throw him overboard. And you know what the Bible says? The storm ceased. They were in the middle of a storm, and the storm ceased. And there Jonah, thrown overboard, God had a whale, the Bible calls it a great fish, that swallowed him up. And there he is in the midst of the belly of a whale. Amen. What do you do when you're in the middle of the belly of a whale and it looks like your life is over? Well, Jonah models for us what you ought to do. And what Jonah did is he prayed. This message today is about prayer. I don't know where y'all are, but I believe in prayer. I believe we serve a God who's worthy to be praised and worthy to be exalted and worthy for us to reach out to him and call upon him when trouble arises in our life. And so I've titled this message, Praying When Life Seems Hopeless. Praying when life seems hopeless. Matter of fact, I, if, I put a, if I could put a subtitle to this, if I had a subtitle, 
I would call it how to pray when, when your life seems in trouble, when your life is in trouble, when stuff is not going right. How do you pray? What posture? What position? What place do you take? And that's what this message is about. How should you pray? What should you pray? It says right here in verse number. A matter of fact, all of the verses I'm going to talk about are in Jonah chapter 2. So if you have your Bibles, let me encourage you to go to Jonah chapter 2 in your Bible, in your iPhone, your iPad, your laptop, your computer. Like I used to tell my son, your computer. Go whatever, Wherever you read the scriptures, go to Jonah chapter 2. Uh, and, and matter of fact, chapter one, the last verse says of chapter one says, now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow Jonah and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. He was in the belly. The fish, the great whale was there that swallowed up Jonah. And there he is in the middle of a whale's belly, Amen. a dark place, a troubled place. He has no he has no control over where he's going, what he's doing. And he doesn't even know if he's going to live and survive. He's in the middle of a belly of a whale. And some of you are in the middle of darkness. You're in the middle of, 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 of emptiness, in the middle of challenges and troubles and problems. You're in the middle of a troubling place. And that's where Jonah was, in the middle of a, a troubling place. And verse 1 of chapter 2 says this, then Jonah prayed. There you go. Woo, stick a pin right there. He understood what he needed to do. He was in the middle of a dark place and it says, then he prayed to the Lord, his God, from the, from the fish's belly. From the situation he was in, he prayed. You and I need to recognize and understand, and it's important for you to understand that no matter what your circumstances in life, and, and here's why this is important. Let me tell you why this is important. Uh, it's important because the devil will make you think you can't pray. When you've done the wrong things and made the wrong choices and walked down the wrong path, and been disobedient to God, the devil will make you think you can't pray. Amen. He wants you to think that you got to dot every I, cross every T, do all the right things, and then you can pray. No, saints. The truth of the matter is we serve a God who opens up the opportunity and the windows of heaven for us to pray out to him regardless of how obedient we may or may, or may not have been. Matter of fact, as a matter of fact, the best place and the best time for you to pray is when you have not been obedient to God, when you've missed the mark, when you have failed to do what you should have done. That's the time you really need to reach out to God. And the, and the Bible says he will incline his ear to your, your cry. He'll hear your prayer. And I love this verse. This, this whole chapter is Jonah praying. It says, then Jonah prayed to the Lord. And the problem is, it says, then he prayed. He waited until he got into the belly of a whale. I'm trying to tell you today, don't wait till you get in trouble to pray. Pray before you get into darkness. Pray before you are disobedient. Pray while you are contemplating disobeying God. He should have prayed and talked to God while he thought about whether what he should do or whether he should go to where God told him to go. Instead of him getting on the board, the ship to Tarshish, the wrong place, going to the wrong location, he should have prayed then instead of uh, uh, he should have gone to Nineveh instead of going to Tarshish. He should have went to the place God told him to go. That's when he should have been praying, but he didn't. And it's, 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 it's a challenge today. And so my, I'm, I'm telling you today, he prayed, and I'm going to tell you how important it is for you to pray. It's, it's critical. It's, it's significant. It is, it is, it is, it is uh, imperative. Can I use that word? Young people don't know what that means. It means it's very important. Very important for you to pray. He, he prayed. He cries out to God. Uh, and, and twice it says right here, uh, 
Uh, in verse number two, he says, I cried out to the Lord, he says, uh, in verse two. But, and it also says, he says, I cried out to the Lord because of my affliction, because of the trouble and challenge. He says, because of my affliction, I cried out to the Lord. I like that right there. And it also says in verse two, uh, out of the belly of Shoal, I cried. He said, out of the belly of where I am, I cried out to God. I, I sought God and cried out to the Lord. I cried out to him in the midst of my belly, uh, of the belly of this well he was in. I, I, and and I, I guess I want you to hear today and understand today uh, how important it is for you to open your mouth and cry out to God. Uh, this, this word cried out, he uses the word cried, but in both places it's two different Hebrew words. One of the cries means that he called out to God by name. He, 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 it wasn't a generic general prayer. He specifically cried out to God and, 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 and uh, he called God by name. Jehovah Jireh, Jesus, whatever, you know, the God that we serve. Call out to Jesus. Call out to him in his name. He cried out to the Lord. But the other cry uh, in, the, in the, the latter part of verse number two says, means that he opened his mouth. He hollered. He, he prayed out loud. And I know some people think, and it's okay, you can pray silently, but it comes sometimes when you need to open your mouth and cry out to God. I, I believe in verbal prayer and crying out to God and not being concerned about what other people think or say about you. When Jonah was in the middle of the well, he was not in a posture or position to be concerned about what other people said or thought. There was nobody there to be thought or think anything anyway. He opened his mouth. And I'm saying to you today, and I tried to teach our church, that there comes times in our life we have to open our mouth and cry out to God. You got to pray out to the Lord and beseech him today. Some situations will cause you to lose your pride and you stop trying to be cute and learn how to cry out to the God that we serve. He cried out. He cried out. And, and, and here's how he cried out. Three things I want to say about the way he cried out. Number one, he he prayed from a place of wretchedness. Let me say that number in verse the first eight verses. Let me let me walk down through these first eight verses. Hang with me for these first eight verses. He prayed from a place of wretchedness. He was he was in affliction. Verse two says he was in the belly of the well. Verse two says he, he was he was in darkness. He was in trouble. Uh, um. He was in deep, verse 3. In verse 3 it says, uh, For you cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas. He was in deep waters. And some of you are in deep trouble. You're in deep places. You're in deep debt. You're in a deep challenge. You're in deep, deep depression. You're in deep anxiety and deep concerns. He, he was in a deep, dark place. In the heart of the sea, the scripture says. He was in, he was in an uncomfortable place, surrounded by the floods. Uh, he was he had billows in the waves that passed over him. The scripture says in verse number three, all your billows and your waves passed over me. Verse three says uh, so that's where he was. He was in a very, very dark place. God was whipping him. God was punishing him because he had not been obedient to God. Verse number four says, then he said, I have been cast out of your sight. He felt like God didn't even see him. He said, I've been cast out of your sight. That's how he felt. But let's be clear. He felt that way, but God still saw him. You might feel like God can't see you, but God always sees you. I don't care how dark the situation is. 
The God we serve, young people, always sees you. Even when your mother and father don't see you, young people, God sees you. Even when nobody else can't see you, adults, God sees you. He says, I've been cast out of your sight. That's what he thought. Uh, so he found himself in a place of darkness, uh, feeling as though God did not see him. That's what verse, that's what verse 4 tells us about uh, his trouble. Verse 5 says, the water surrounded me even to my soul. He was surrounded by waters in the belly of the well. The deep closed around me. And look here, weeds, verse 5 were wrapped around my head. This man was in a dark, deep, ugly place and there were weeds that were in the belly of the well that surrounded him. I'm telling you, he was, here's what that means, he was in a confusing place. Disobedience will cause your thinking to be confused. When you are disobedient, you will not think straight. You will not reason well. Amen. You will not make wise choices or decisions. Amen. And so many people have found themselves in a deep place making bad, horrific, horrible, unwise choices and decisions. Amen. Have y'all ever made some decisions and say, what was I thinking when I did that? Yes. And yet that's exactly what this man had done. He was in a disobedient place and it caused his thinking to be confused. In verse number seven, it says, when my soul fainted within me, within himself, his mind, his will, and his emotions became overwhelmed. Uh, it means, it, matter of fact, that word means, when it says he fainted, uh, my soul fainted, he got dizzy. He didn't know where he was supposed to be going, nor what he was supposed to be doing. And how many people today are in trouble today making terrible choices, their mind, will, and emotions, their thoughts, their desires, their emotions, their hearts are in the wrong direction. I don't know who I'm preaching to today, but somebody needs to hear that I know you're in the wrong place. I know you're making bad choices and decisions. I know you're in a posture of struggle and depression or or, di or discouragement or frustration. You find you're, you're in the dark. You, you, your thinking's not straight. Your walk is not straight. Your choices are not straight. You're making bad choices. But here's what Jonah did. He's, he's talking about where he is, but what I'm thankful is for what he did. He prayed. And I'm telling you today to cry out to God. That's what I'm telling you to do, to cry out to God. I'm telling you to open your mouth and open your heart and cry out to the Savior that we serve who loves you, cares about you. And even if you're in a backslidden mode, if you drifted away from God, if you strayed away from him, I've got great news for you today. You can get back to the right place of serving God. I know your, play, your circumstances might be dark and your, your situation might not be pleasant, but the great news is there's hope for you. There's hope. Jonah prayed. And if you pray, there's hope for you. I don't care how far you are along, how deep into sin you are, how frequently you did it or who you did it with. It does not matter what your circumstances might be. God loves you and has made provisions for you to be delivered. You can be set free. You can come out of that dark place. You can come out of that troubled place. You're never beyond the realm of God's power to bring victory to you. He prayed. He was wretched, but he prayed. 
He prayed while he was in wretchedness. But hold up. Verse 9 tells us he prayed from a position of worship. He, 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 even in his sad condition, he worshiped. And, and this is why I'm telling you today is you might be in a, you might be in wretchedness. You might be in a place of sadness, but transition to praying from a, a position of worship. Because guess what? Even though you may not have done and made the right choices, we serve a God who is worthy to be praised and worshiped. He, he's worthy to receive the glory and the honor. He's worthy to be worshiped. Verse number nine, he says, but I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. I feel a shout right there. He says, I'm going to sacrifice to you. I'm going to make a sacrifice. I'm not going to do what I want to do. I'm not going to do what's pleasing to me or pleasant to me. He says, I'm going to make a choice and a decision to worship you uh, and to give you the glory and to give you uh, the praise out of a place of sacrifice. Y'all, you, you need, I want to challenge you that we need to recognize and to give God the sacrifice of our praise. We need to worship him and give him the glory. I know you may not feel like it, but sacrifice and worship him. You may not like it, but worship him. There's something about worshiping God that ushers in the presence of God. Something about our willingness to be worshipers that give us victory, give us the glory. You know what I'm trying to encourage you to do? I'm trying to encourage you to live a lifestyle of worship. I'm trying to encourage you to worship God regardless of what's going on around you because he is worthy. He's worthy to be praised. He's worthy to be exalted and glorified. I'm calling you back to a place of worship. I'm calling you back to a place of praise. I'm calling you back to, to the sacrifice of giving glory to the only wise God that we worship and serve. He's worthy of your praise and worthy of being glorified. He woke you up this morning. He gave you the activities of your limbs. He protected you. Praise him for all of the doors he's opened and the prayers that he's answered and the victories that he's given. He's done enough for you even though you may not have done all the right things for him. He is worthy of your praise. He's worthy for you to glorify him. When's the last time you just gave him the glory just for him being God? I believe he's worthy of all of our praise and all, all of our worship. Not just in a place and time of convenience. Not just when we feel like it. Because see, we will, we will worship God when we got the promotion on the job. We will worship God when we get the new car. We will, we will get, give God the praise when something good's happening. But what about when things are not good? Is he still God? Absolutely. Is he still worthy? Absolutely. Is he still worthy of our praise? Absolutely. He's still worthy of praise. And I'm trying to tell somebody today listening to this message that I don't care what your circumstances might be or how you might be feeling or what others might be doing. I'm telling you today that the God we serve is worthy of all of your praise and all of your worship. Make a sacrifice and give God the praise with the voice of thanksgiving. He says in verse 9, I will sacrifice to you, look at this, verse number 9, with the voice of thanksgiving. With the voice of thanksgiving. I, I, I want to give him the glory and the honor because 
The fact of the matter is he's worthy of all of our praise. Let me close this message. Thank you. I wish I could. Y'all always telling me that when you know I can't. Here's the third point I want to make. He, he prayed from a posture, just check this out, of willingness. He was willing to, to worship God. And he was willing to praise, to pray. He was willing to worship, praise, and pray. Ooh, there you go. That's, those are great things right there. He was willing. See, before he wasn't willing to pray, but he had to go through some challenges. And it moved him to a willingness to pray and a willingness to be obedient. It says in verse uh, number nine, he says, I will pay what I have vowed. He, he is finally willing to do what he said he was going to do. He says, I'm finally willing to pay what I have vowed. I promised God that I would be his servant. And he says, I'm willing now to do what it is I supposed to have done. I wonder how many of you have walked away from something God has told you to do. How many of you have failed to carry out the assignment that God has given you instructions to do? How many of you have neglected to do what it is the Lord has called for you to do? What did he tell you to do? What assignment? What direction? What simple thing did he tell you to do that you failed to do? What place did he tell you to go? What, what, what direction did he give you that you have not obeyed God in doing? I don't know who I'm preaching to, but whoever you are today, I want to tell you how important it is to obey God. Jonah finally agrees to do what he was told to do. He finally agrees to obey God and serve him, to go to Nineveh and preach the gospel. From the belly of the whale, he prays to the Lord and he says, I will pay my vow to the Lord. I will do what I said I will do. I will be God's servant. I will do what the Lord told me to do. Here's what I want the young people to hear today. Here's what I want all of the young people, young men, young ladies to hear me say to you today, right now. I want you to know how important it is for you to do whatever it is God tells you to do. Amen. Whatever God tells you to do, even though it might seem to be a minor Amen. thing, do whatever God tells you to do. And do it. Do what your parents tell you to do. Do what your boss tells you to do. Do what your teacher tells you to do. Be obedient. Obedient, young people, is a key element of walking in your destiny with God. Be obedient to the ones God has called you to be obedient to. Now, here, let, me, let me bring this fantastic message to a close. Because, let me say this. The highest form of worship that you can give to God, the highest form, is obedience. You be obedient to God. That's the highest level of worship you can give to God is to be obedient to what he told you to do. Jonah finally agrees to be obedient to God. Here we are after all of this, all of this drama he had to go through. He finally obeys God. And I like what verse 10 says. Can I close this message with verse 10? Let me close this message with verse 10. Verse 10 says, so the Lord spoke to the fish. And it vomited Jonah onto dry land. This is a profound verse right here. It's powerful. God spoke. See, here's what you want. You want God to speak to the drama in your life. You want God to speak to the trouble in your life. You want God to bring answers to the dilemmas that you're facing. God spoke to the fish 
And, and guess what? The fish vomited Jonah out. And look at this, on dry land, not in the middle of the ocean, not in the middle of nowhere, not to a place where he had to swim for miles to get back. No, no. The fish vomited him out right where he could live and survive. Vomited him out on dry land. I'm here to tell you today, we serve a God that has the capacity to bring you out of your drama and out of your pain and out of your uncertainty and out of your circumstances and bring you to right the right place. And from that place, he could go to Nineveh. From that place, he could be obedient to God. From that place, he can do what it is that God wanted him to do. Preach on, Pastor. From that place. <laughs> from that place. And God can bring you from wherever you are to that place. Now, I don't know where you are, but I want to be in that place. I want to be in the perfect downtown will of God for my life. That's where I want to be. I want to be at a place to obey God, serve God, be obedient to God. I want to be at a place that I can be his instrument for his glory and for his kingdom. You've been listening to FBCG Live with Pastor John K. Jenkins Sr. The highest level of worship is being obedient to God. Being obedient is the key to your destiny. If you've been blessed by this message and would like to help us reach more people through this ministry, please click the link in the podcast description or visit our website, fbcglenarden.org slash give to donate. Thank you for joining us. We hope that you'll subscribe so that you'll never miss an episode. Be sure to tune in next week.